0: Welcome to ChipChat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to ChipChat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein, and today I'm so glad to have Lynn Komp, Vice President of Visual Cloud in our data center group, back with us. Welcome back to the program, Lynn. Thanks, Allison. I'm glad to be here. So, Visual cloud has gained so much steam over the last year, and we're seeing this everywhere in terms of Intel's engagement in the edge. Can you just start, Lynn, with the definition of visual cloud and what types of workloads fit there for those members of the audience that may not have heard some of our recent podcasts?
1: Absolutely. The way that we are defining visual cloud is visual experiences, that are delivered from on-demand cloud and transformed networks. And there are four basic functions that build those visual experiences, encode, decode, inferencing, and rendering. Five major services that we see a wide diversity of services being built around are media analytics, media processing, immersive media, remote graphics, and cloud gaming. So a lot of diversity in the space, but the fundamentals really boil down to cloud architected visual experiences and services that are delivered across a network.
0: When you look at the opportunity in terms of transformation for businesses, it's obvious that these technologies are creating new opportunity for our customers. Why is Intel so invested in this space, and how does this relate to our larger data-centric strategy?
1: The thing that's really exciting about data-centric, for example, is if you've been in the industry any length of time, it doesn't really matter if you're at the silicon level, the system level, the data center level, or even at the World Wide Web or the Internet level. There's always this struggle to get the computing and the processing capabilities balanced with the ability to get the data into the compute, so data movement, and then where do you store it? And that's why the data-centric messages of move faster, store more, and process everything is such a foundational message. And for Visual Cloud in particular, what we see is these experiences have very large file sizes. There's a wide range of quality expectations for what you would see visually. The human eye is much harder to fool than the human ear. And so streaming of music, we tend to be much more tolerant of low death audio than we are of low death video. And so there's this ongoing challenge and opportunity in taking advantage of the edge For processing to reduce the latency and move processing capabilities closer, uh, allowing you to have a better quality but not have to clog the network. One of the statistics that the Cisco BNI report always brings up every year is that 80% of all traffic on all networks is going to be video somewhere between 2021 and 2022. So for us, this Data centric infrastructure of move, store, process is an absolute fundamental. And we're also taking advantage of where you're doing the processing to make these visual experiences that much more compelling to
0: deliver. That explains perfectly why we are an audio podcast on Chip Chat. <laughs> um, maybe someday we'll be video when your team is delivering all of this technology and we've got that capability for high bandwidth transfer. So when we look at the opportunity to work with the industry, your team is at IBC this week, and you made some incredible announcements about how we're working with the industry to push forward. Can you tell us about why IBC is such an important moment in the year for this ecosystem and what we've delivered in terms of new innovation?
1: You know, the thing that's really exciting about Visual Cloud is that all of these experiences require a combination of service providers to collaborate to some extent. And so what we're doing with the IBC this year is a lot of focus around how can we bring those two constituencies of comms and cloud together. So we're having the first ever visual cloud conference. And what's really a great thing about being at Intel is we work with cloud service providers and we hear the challenges of the last mile and how do they get the bandwidth that they need to the edge, to the last mile, to the consumer. And then we hear the comms service providers and their challenges of, I have this big legacy network and there's so many requirements on me for reliability and quality of service. How am I going to do cloud architecture? And so the IBC is a really unique opportunity because you've got the broadcasters, many of whom have the broadband last mile, and you have a lot of cloud service providers and we're bringing them together to broker these conversations about how a collective industry, how do we collaborate to make these visual experiences something that both excites end users, but also how do we unleash the storytellers everywhere? not have it be something where you have to be in one city on the west coast of the U.S. to be able to be doing creative work. One of the other things that we're also really excited about is we will have our first media analytics accelerator card that we are announcing and have announced with China Mobile and Celestica. And they're using that in smart industry use cases. So we even less consumer-oriented use cases in this market, and they're seeing more smart cities, smart industry, smart factory use cases for many of these workloads.
0: I want to drill down a little bit on the media analytics because it's interesting to me. You worked with China Mobile with this and Celastica. This is really the confluence of two different workloads into a workflow at the edge. Tell me about why folks are looking at driving media analytics, and what does that give to providers in terms of ability to deliver new capabilities to the customer?
1: Media analytics in particular, especially at the edge, is a really unique thing. A lot of AI right now, especially in cloud uses, is really being used to train their databases on what individual users find most interesting. And so you end up with recommendation engines really being the output, and then very often it's an ad that is really tuned towards the interests of each user. With media analytics in particular, it tends to be a streaming-oriented use case. And the reason behind it is that when you have raw sensor or camera data, and you are trying to send that back into this home big training database, going over a network or more than one network. There's a lot of cost and expense and bandwidth and losses that you end up losing some of the finer aspects of alerts that you might need to pay attention to. So by doing edge analytics, you do two things. One of them is you only start sending encoded and compressed data for the events you really care about as opposed to having to sift through hours of video that nothing happens. And that would be wasteful in bandwidth and clog the network for the service providers. The other thing that it does is it gives you a better real-time ability to monitor for events, not just on 10-second intervals or one-second intervals, but even finer grain. So you're not missing major events that might be important to put into that training database.
0: Now, when you look at our work with the broader ecosystem, obviously we're not working just on media analytics. We're working across a continuum of workloads that you described earlier. How has the progress been with the industry to deliver optimized solutions to the market? And how is Intel tackling that to ensure that customers can trust and quickly deploy this technology into implementations?
1: You know, one of the things that we'll be talking about is an update on an Intel Select solution that was announced with our Intel Scalable Processor second generation release earlier this year, and it was for the Visual Cloud Delivery Network. And the reason it's not just CDN is because many of these new use cases can actually be put in and plugged in to make it more than CDN. But that basic Intel Select solution, what's so exciting is we have a few added partners that we're working with and announcing that they are going to be delivering visual cloud delivery network solutions. We also have one of the companies that was at our announcement earlier this year. They will be disclosing and talking about one to two end user adoptions of our solution. So really, really exciting update where in just six months from announcing the select solution, we actually will start seeing and talking about adoption and a new wave of ecosystem picking up to deliver these solutions to our customers.
0: That's incredible. And that really speaks to the value proposition of what we're trying to do with Select in terms of that speed of taking advantage of technology. So I can't wait to learn more about that. Now, IBC would not be IBC without something glitzy and glamoury delivered by the Visual Cloud team. And you guys worked with partners around something that was the world's first. Can you tell me about that?
1: So we are super excited. This is one of those crazy ideas that people brought to me and I thought, well, I don't know how that's going to work, but keep going. We are, for the first time ever, delivering with a wide range of partners an 8K 360 virtual reality live streaming experience of the conference. And so Intel and IDC are presenting the first ever global live streaming of IDC in 8K, And we're doing this with partners like Akamai, Google Cloud, Iconic Engine, KPN, the broadcaster, Oculus, Tiled Media, and Vosis. And there's an application that attendees and others who want to watch the streams can download from either the iPhone app store, the Android app, as well as the Oculus app store. And what we're showing is a commercially deployable solution And this is being done with really high-end 360 video cameras using Intel Core processors and being distributed live through Intel Xeon scalable servers. So really exciting first ever, and it's amazing how much the partnerships have just moved this forward.
0: That's incredible. And what a great example of industry collaboration to bring it together. Can you tell me a little bit about how the team created this idea and then drove it to completion? You know, we
1: have actually been working with one of the companies for a very long time, Tiled Media. If you were at our Mobile World Congress, Barcelona booth at all, you would have seen this live show floor 8K experience. And we started from there, and then we proposed doing it together with IBC uh, when Tiled Media. And then we realized that Facebook was going to be at the conference and Google was going to be there. And this is a perfect application for Akamai to demonstrate that the edge capabilities and the extensibility of the CDN platform. And so, essentially, we started working through what does it take to build this experience end-to-end and started building partnerships and collaborations. And everyone was so excited to do this. So, it came together so quickly, I think, because people realized, wow, we have – five of 10 components that are all together. If we just add our part, then we're almost there. So it was really amazing to see it it flesh out.
0: Well, congratulations on that and the other news coming out of IBC, Lynn. The visual cloud continues to gain momentum in the market. It's great to see as this is such a critical area of focus for our data-centric future. If folks want to find out more about Visual Cloud online and engage with you and the team, where would you send them for more information?
1: Well, first, we actually have a Visual Cloud page on intel.com. So that's a great place to find white papers and recent updates. I also have a Twitter account. It's at complin or lincompintel, intel, depending on how you do your Twitter searches. We also will have a ton of social media and blogs, and obviously the greatest place to go is the Chip Chat, right,
0: Allison? Well, thanks so much for being on the program, Lynn. It's always a pleasure.
1: All right. Thanks, Allison.